It's time for two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And this is episode four of Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long. Joining me shortly, Stephen Fennick. Uh, couldn't do it without the support of the great people at Netgear. If you're looking for home networking uh, or business networking, uh, whether it's connecting your TV to your internet or just getting on the internet, uh, netgear.com. Dot au is the place to go. You can listen to the podcast every week at Two Blokes Talking Tech. Should be available every Thursday and also on iTunes. And if you are downloading on iTunes, do us a favour, rank it, rate it, and leave a comment because it helps us understand what's good and bad. And you can get in touch with us. Send us an email at Two Blokes Talking Tech dot com. And joining me on the line from TechGuide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Good day, mate. Hello, Trevor. How are you? Awesome, mate. Uh, we, uh, we're both in mourning, obviously. Uh, people listening to episode three know that we were driving ridiculous cars last week and we've handed those back. <laughs> I'm, I'm over still, it now. I'm still being asked about the car if, if I've still got it. Yeah. yeah. People are thinking you've whacked it in the garage now and it's all good, but no. The cars have gone back. The, the free rides for people around yeah. the block have ended and, uh, we're back to just plain old yeah. technology. I, I did shed a tear, Trevor. Got to say, yeah. I I I wrote uh, my 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 blog about it today, and I I said in there a couple of times. You know, we we handed it back. We went to the Royal Automobile Club in Sydney, and there was a bit there where I thought maybe maybe they're going to let us take them for the weekend. Maybe they're going to let us swap cars. Yeah. And no, nah, didn't happen. In the oh, end, they let us walk well. out the door, didn't they? It was good while it lasted, though, wasn't it, Trevor? So goes life. Let's get into uh, episode four. Now, mate, um, I went to uh, a breakfast this week on the, for the launch of Internet Explorer 9, which uh, I've got to be honest, and, and you're probably a bit the same, uh, running a Mac so heavily, haven't really had a chance to play around with Internet Explorer 9 during the beta oh. period, but 40 million people did download the, the beta. Internet Explorer is still the number one browser in the world, Trevor. I think uh, I think the figures are around fifty-seven percent of people on the web are using Internet Explorer. Oh yeah, of, absolutely. Of some description, but uh, yeah, the nine's been around for a while, like you said, and, and the beta. Uh, you look forty million downloads. God, that's a lot. So, finally, the launch version is out there. And I guess the to put it in perspective for people, obviously, security is a big feature. Um, you know, it's 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 smaller, it's faster. Um, you they claim, and and they're right. It is. It's kind of the biggest. Uh, browser window because the the kind of area up the top taken up by tabs and addresses is mm-hmm. smaller even than Chrome, but in the end it's um it's it is a bit of catch up I have to say. Looking at the browser, there's a few innovations, but there's a little bit of catch up there. I mean they're they're touting so. how exciting it is to have a download manager. Yeah, well, I think just just even on the performance side of things, they've sped this up a little. They're saying that it's 35% faster than the beta, which is good news. Uh, there's a lot of other browsers out there. I think Firefox is a common one, Safari if you're on a Mac and a PC, I suppose. But uh, them speeding up with uh, speeding the browser up 
And what they claim is that it can harness more of your computer processor's power. Mm, that's right. It looks yeah, it's actually so. using the the GPU, the graphics processor, yeah. and and able to display web pages. And there is a um, and again, this is the whole thing. It's their demo, not Google's and all that kind of stuff. But there's a great demo of a fish tank on the um, I think it's beautyoftheweb.com. Uh, and, and you can add a certain number of fish to the page and it really slows it down in terms of any other browser. But in, in IE9, if you've got a good processor, this thing flies. Now, yeah. that's one of the things they've done. It's got yeah. enhanced you JavaScript. You mentioned security. That, that's, that's a big issue with anyone who uses Windows, period. Uh, you know, not that Mac users are immune, but Windows, obviously, the largest audience out in the web and mm. their browser, they, they had a bit of a scare with the previous version of Internet Explorer with that there was a, a, a little hole in their security there where, where people could, uh, some websites could actually access some of your information, your address book, etc. That was uh, in, in early February, we saw that. And, but and the, uh, improving the security, I think they've recognized that malware is a huge risk. You know, mm-hmm. the, so the the Internet Explorer 9 claims it can block 99% of these socially engineered attacks. So I think that's good news for anyone using uh, Internet Explorer. The problem is it's such a big target, you know. Um, they're always going to be a target. that well, It's available now to download on demand, but you, it'll, it'll roll out over a period of months in the Windows yeah. update. So not everyone will get it straight away, and it will be a big download. So um, that's the reason they, they stage it out. But once you have a, a user base of billions, uh, the ability to target an attack becomes more Absolutely, rewarding. Yeah, that's, that's a scare, isn't it? But, you know, I think there'll, there'll, be, there'll be updates. And obviously, no, no doubt, down the track, they'll be putting updates and patches and, and, like you said, a massive target. And that's what, unfortunately, what these hackers are going after, the largest possible audience, the largest target, and that happens to be Windows users. I, um, I met a bloke there, and I, I just spoke to him on, on the Your Tech Life podcast called Roddy Campbell from uh, EMI Music. And, uh, you know, cool <laughs> dude, uh, music guy and all that kind of thing. Um, way out of my league but uh, you know just so so cool and into everything digital and everything music and he, he announced a thing called the Way Out Wars wayoutwars.com um <laughs> Which I sent to you earlier today. You did, you bastard. It's got been wasted <laughs> half my day on it. <laughs> and that's the point. This is a website that is built um, entirely with HTML5, which is this new technology, and it's the new standard for the web, and allows really graphical things to be done without embedding Flash and, sh- and all those kind of things. So essentially, it's a game. It is 100% a game. It's like an old, not Pac-Man, but you know, a, an arcade game where you shoot things, but you shoot with your keyboard. So what happens is uh, a clip of a song is played, and it might be... There's four artists and albums appear on the screen. It might be Robbie Williams, Van Morrison, Casey Chambers, or some, you know, one of these new guys, Gorillas or something. They're all, they're all EMI artists as well, Trevor, you and might have noticed. Uh, yes, <laughs> of I, course. I think they'll throw in others over time. They'll, they'll be a bit <laughs> cunning. But uh, essentially what you've got to do is type the name of the artist who's who's playing right now. And the quicker you type, the more points you get. The, the less you get wrong, the more points you get. And essentially, after three minutes of playing the game, because it's a three-minute game, you get awarded a status which you can, of course, share on Twitter or Facebook, which is makes what makes it potentially viral. But oh, most importantly... Too, I went all right. yeah, I've struggled. I've not got past the bottom level. <laughs> well, I went so far as to earn a 20% discount on my purchases, which was That's clever. That's the point. The, the better yeah. you go, the more chance and the bigger the discount you get at the EMI music store for the songs that you watched um, you know, and, and, and you played in the game. So if you're yeah. in there and clever, you... Clever, isn't it? I it, think it's a clever mate, little, little it is very website. It's not going to drive, you know, 
billions of dollars worth of revenue, but it's just fun. Uh, it's exposure to artists, and it's a great way to get a discount Absolutely. on some songs. So, I should add, though, Trevor, that I did only go very well when they were playing 80s music. Yeah, I, I, was, I, uh, I said to the bike, can you play more Van Morrison and, and that kind of thing? Because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm young, but it's, that's my go. This, all this, it's coming up with uh, Snoop Dogg and Gorillaz yeah, and Robbie Williams and the Pet Shop Boys and Daft Punk. They all got to look in, I yeah. think, in that one. So, anyway, wayoutwars.com. It's a great website to check out for a bit of fun, and it's also a great way to check out... Um, um, what is essentially HTML5? Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Trevor, I think if you're like me, you'll probably forget your wallet at home before you forget your mobile. Am mm-hmm. I right? Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, this, the mobile is actually about to be. Uh, the, you'll have the ability to use your mobile as a wallet. So you right. can, can leave your wallet at home. Visa announced this week a, a trial with, with the ANZ Bank for an internal trial where they can allow you to make payments of $100 or less using your iPhone. Now, what, what's required is a special protective iPhone case and a micro SD card that actually then connects back to your account, your debit account, once your phone is placed close to a terminal in the store. So mm. rather than you having to whip out the credit card and type in your PIN number or sign, you just wave your mobile, you start up the app, there's an app on board, you wave it near the terminal and you've made your payment. So essentially it's using the, the those PayPass or WavePay technologies that are in, Maccas and all those kind of places now, 7-Elevens, that these new credit cards that have RFID in them that, that can use. Now, what it is, is is a trial of the technology because in the future, and some Android phones already have it, but they, they suspect the iPhone 5 or 6 will have RFID in it so that you can literally just tap your iPhone. Now, the thing I love about this, and I am absolutely excited about this technology, I am not excited at all about having a credit card that someone can swipe my bum and get my credit card details. Not happy <laughs> well, now, at all about that. There, but are, with this, there are some safeguards. Though. Well, this, think, uh, that's why this is good. Unless they're terminal around with them and they're hovering it near your backside, nah, Trevor, mate, which I think that's a very unlikely scenario. I did a story with ACA about this, and there is ways of creating a, 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 an aerial and antenna that will scan someone 30, 40 centimetres away. Now, that's not a lot, but all you've got to do is walk past someone with a laptop bag and it will yeah. scan them. Now, well, so the, yeah. the thing is, that's, to me, that's scary, but this iPhone application is very exciting because it's done exactly what I've suggested from the start. You, you go up to the counter, it doesn't just work. You have to actually tap the screen and, and say, yeah. I want to launch the application and slide across to actually use it. Yeah, there, is, there are some safeguards. It, it would be, wouldn't be very smart if it, all you did is just wave your phone because if... Uh, that anything could happen there, but I think the yeah. the, the, the additions uh, additional things you need to do with the app uh, it makes it makes it a lot safer. But nevertheless, ANZ, who are part of the trial, insist that the security on around these things, if if you do happen to lose your phone or misplace your phone, they can cancel it immediately as if they as if you'd lost your credit card. So mm. there's there's those in place. There's also uh, they have they have mechanisms now where they can suspect suspicious purchases, and if you're making a purchase in Sydney and then five minutes later there's something being purchased in Singapore, for example, they can swoop in and, and know yeah. that something's up. So and I think there is that's that security all good. behind it. I think, though, if we look five years into the future, we're going to be very excited about how 
mobile phones will be our payment device and you'll be able to set your your security level. Like I would choose to be able to wave it and type a PIN number. Just type yeah. a PIN number on the screen and that's the greatest protection you could have and I, I think it would be very convenient and, and would, would move me well away from having a wallet. I Absolutely. certainly don't carry cash now. Um, except for a little bit here and there, but um, so I'm really excited about this. I think it's good technology. Just, just think about it's just one other thing your mobile's replaced, isn't it? Like you, you it we've, it's going to replace your wallet. Like it's it, it's kind of replaced your your digital camera. You know, it, mm. you don't it, it doesn't hasn't replaced. I'll, I'll rephrase that. It hasn't replaced your digital camera, but it puts a digital camera in your pocket. Yep. Uh, you know, do you carry? I, I know whenever people want to see photos of my kids, I got them on my phone. I got them on I my don't phone. Carry absolutely. Picture, who carries pictures in their wallet anymore? Exactly. That, I've got I've got a wallet, a new wallet for my birthday last year. It's got a spot for a photo. I haven't bothered putting one in there because it's <laughs> my background wallpaper. It's got my background wallpaper yeah. on my phone. Is my kids? That's, That's perfect. It. But there uh, again, again, you know. It's replacing the wallet. It's all these things. It's replaced your diary. I don't keep a diary. It's all in my phone. Your calendar. It's all in the phone. And this is so, a this is a closed trial with ANZ and Visa staff. So it'll be very interesting to see how it pans out. Now, before we talk, um, oh, I'm trying to trying to put it nicely, but uh, publicity whores. Um, let, let me let me thank our good sponsors, Netgear. Netgear.com.au if you want anything in uh, networking, uh, whether it's a router, a modem, uh, connectivity for your TV. If you've got a big screen TV and it gets you on the internet, but you haven't got a, a cable nearby or your, route, your router's not nearby, you can use Powerline, you can use your PowerPoints to get the internet there, or you can use Wi-Fi. There's great technologies available from the good folk at Netgear.com.au, and they're available in all good retailers. Mate, I um I I I like Rosalind Cogan. I think he's a lovely bloke. I, I do too. He's uh he really says what he means and means what he says, doesn't he? And I think a lot of it. And I said this earlier in your tech life. I I actually don't begrudge him for having an opinion. Good on him. And I think a lot of what he's doing is just trying to raise awareness of his opinion. And most people are saying it's publicity for the brand, but that's just a side product of his opinion. Now, what he's done today is announced that. Anyone who has purchased, and by the way, it's very interesting, he's moved right away from Jerry Harvey, and he's now targeting JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi. What have they done to him? Exactly. He's obviously (laughs) just got got a source there or something. But anyway, if you've purchased a big screen TV from JB Hi-Fi this year, 2011, you can send Kogan a copy of your receipt, and he will send you, no cost, no shipping, no nothing, a HDMI cable. Now, he sells these things for 3 bucks. JB yeah. Hi-Fi and other retailers sell them for twenty, thirty, forty, up to a hundred, and even more dollars. One hundred and ninety-nine dollars, I think, is quoted. So it's an interesting and cunning plan. My advice to people is: if you've bought a TV and you've bought a HDMI cable, send him your receipt, get another one. They're like RCA cables; just have Absolutely. them hanging around. But isn't it funny how like, the, the cable, just, just on the cable side of things, mm. I know a lot of companies make money, big money. Obviously, JB is one of them. Harvey Norman, I think, are one of the biggest resellers of monster cable products in the world. Yep, yep. Uh, that's that's the tech equivalent of would you like fries with that, I think. Is, uh, oh, I think HDMI so. that's a cable. very you, good point. Those, those better cables, absolutely. And the other thing is the extended warranty, but that's a story for another day. But the no. cables are definitely that impulse purchase that they try to get you to make at the counter once you've got this Mickey Mouse new TV that you've just paid a couple of thousand dollars for and it's not a hard sell when, when, when they got you in that position when you've agreed to buy the telly and Kogan's approach to this whole thing could has the potential to really expose the, the cable as w- the difference between a $20 cable and a $200 cable is often not $180 no, it's, uh, it, it's a negligible difference and his, his point is that 
HDMI is digital. Digital is ones and zeros. Digital is either there or it's not. Yeah. It either works or it doesn't. There is there's no a few increase audio in quality. files who may disagree with you there, Trevor. Oh. Like there's some audio files that would, wouldn't bat an eyelid spending five thousand dollars on cables. Yes. But in the case of HDMI, if you're watching, if you're a you're a family, you know, want, want a TV for your family, you're just connecting a Blu-ray player or a PlayStation Three to your TV, then I think any old HDMI cable will do. Yeah, no, well, anyway, kogan.com.au, if you want to check out his, uh, his blurb, his spiel, his, his blog, um, the, that's where he's This isn't ranted. the first time he's spoken about JB recently. No, he, he just he made a million dollar bet. a couple of weeks ago, he, he, I think he, did he, is that the way he made a million dollar bet? Million dollar bet with the boss of JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, it's about their, them not being, not selling Apple products in their store within three years. I think, uh, he JB reckons that by 2015. 33% of their income through Reselling which, Apple products. Which is startling, quite frankly. But he Amazing. reckons, Kogan reckons that in 2015, JB Hi-Fi will not be a reseller of Apple products because Apple's retail network will be such that that's where they put their emphasis. Yeah. They I, don't need I, them all. I don't believe that's true. I, I, I can't imagine that. Uh, maybe for computers and iPads, but for iPods and things, I think they'll yeah. always be in stores. That's, but that's my opinion, but not Roslyn It's a ballsy Kogan's. move, isn't it, Trev, though, for him to do that? What, what has he got against JB Hi-Fi? Is he just trying to bring... I oh, know he's trying to bring attention to his own brand, his own way, own way of doing business, but what is it between him and uh, the crew at JB Hi-Fi? Do you my know guess, something we don't? No, my guess is that he has an insider there. He, he's, uh-huh. he's getting information from a disgruntled employee or something like that. That's where he's getting the you know the stats yeah. on the Apple sales. That's where he's getting all that kind of thing. And it's just a bit it It's another target. Why pick and on Jerry Harvey? Too. People listen. I wrote a story about him where he, uh, he, he set up a new system where you can actually – it's called Live Price where you can buy products. The earlier you buy the product in the product cycle – the cheaper it is. Yes, the live uh, price, yeah. And yeah. that story went nuts on my website because people are looking for value. They're looking for value with their technology. You know, Rather than spending big money on a TV, they're seeing that these, these other prices on the web direct to them from the factory and they're, they're coming across. And, and there's going to be competition for him very soon. So, look, he, he's, I, I admire him for his attempts at publicity. I admire him for having an opinion and uh, I, I wish him all the best. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we know there's no shortage of Android tele- uh, mobile phones out there, do we, no, Trev? There there's plenty not. of them out there. There are a dime a dozen nowadays. Telstra's now, launched a $100 one, uh, just as a side note. I mean, it's, true. it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, through Telstra on the prepaid, I noticed that. Mm. But uh, it's not often, though, that Google themselves go to the trouble of making an Android phone. They have done once in the past with the original Nexus, Nexus yep. which was made in partnership with HTC. Which was meant to, before we get onto the the Nexus generally, but it was meant to be the, the, the change in, in at uh, in the ability to buy phones, because in America you, you you don't buy phones like we do, so they you just don't buy phones outright over there. So they were selling it online, and it just it was a complete dud in that sense. The phone was great, <laughs> but it was a dud in that in the sense they didn't revolutionise the market. Yeah, Google good at search, not good at direct selling mobile phones. <laughs> but right. anyway, the uh, they've they've come around with the second model. The Nexus, original Nexus, like I said, was built by HTC in, in partnership with HTC. But they've come across now for the Nexus S, which is their second phone, with Samsung. And oh. I actually have had this for a few days. And I have to say, it's a very impressive handset. A couple of features I, I disagree with that I think could be improved. But it's got the latest version of, uh, of Google Android, which is Gingerbread. It hums along nicely. One gigahertz hummingbird processor. Very quick. Apps pop straight open. Menus almost instantly come up. Very impressive four-inch Super AMOLED screen. Very similar to the the screen on the Galaxy S, the Samsung Galaxy S, which I'm sure you know yep. is a very a stunning screen. Uh, 
as good as that screen. And another we mentioned earlier, the NFC, the uh, using your mobile as your wallet. There is actually NFC, near-field communication, mm-hmm. built into this device. So I can read smart tags and get information from, from uh, objects as well, like uh, text, web links, etc. Yep. And uh, But one thing I didn't like, though, it only had 16 gigabytes of internal memory. Oh. But no, and no expansion slot. There's no micro SD oh, slot to, no. to ramp up your memory. I, th- I thought that was an unusual move. I haven't heard them getting bagged for that heavily, like Apple does. I mean, everyone bags Apple for that, but yeah. here's another one that's done it. And, but you know, I mean, it is interesting, and it's, it's, it's probably a sign of what their knowledge is about the usage of the storage. I mean, I've got a 16 gig iPad, and it's fine. I've got a 16 gig card on my BlackBerry, it's fine. You know, yeah. I don't know why you need to carry more than that around with you. Well, that is getting to the extreme, but, you um, do- you think of Google, though, and, of course, their content's, their content's all up in the cloud. It's YouTube. It's mm. search. It's mm. maps. It's all up there. Uh, and I don't know your usage. I've used a few Android phones. Yep. Getting your own content on there is a bit of a task. It's not like your iPhone where you can slip it in, iTunes pops up, and you can easily sync your media. Yeah. It's a bit of an effort getting your media on, on an Android phone. It's more uh, – to me, I, I liken the, the Android phones to more to more computer-savvy users, someone yeah. who knows. Oh, absolutely. Who wants to customize their phone, get their widgets how they want it, the screens how they want it. I see the iPhone as more an every person's phone, which is easy to connect and, and upgrade and get your media across. So I think the Nexus S, though, it is a smartphone. I gave it four out of five on my website, and it's available exclusively, though, through only through Vodafone at this stage, I should add. And the couple of comments I did have on my story was, what a shame it's only exclusively through Vodafone. So... Mm. I don't know what that's going to say. You'll have to read all about it at techguide.com.au. Now, mate, uh, wrapping up, there are, we'll talk in a minute about a great app you've found for the iPad, but I just wanted to spend a bit of time talking about the iPad 2 and where it is at and what it's going to cost. I am nervous, Steve. I'm very, very nervous, nervous about that it's not going to come out on the 25th of March. Well, you know what? The way that it's been selling out in the US, and I did notice that on their, uh, if you order it online, I think the waiting time they've given now is four to five weeks, and that is a worrying trend. There. And, that is and worrying. if you remember last year, they, they announced the same thing last year. It was going to be released overseas later. Um, they gave us a date, and they what they did, they didn't release pricing, so all the same again. They gave us a later date and no yeah. pricing. I think and, they put it back by three weeks from memory. And then, well, that's what happened then. They they announced the pricing, and then they said, oh, but by the way, it's going to be late, so we're going to delay <laughs> it. So it was May 28, I think it was, last year. Yes, um, it was late May, you're right. And and I remember the 28th because I had to recharge the bloody thing that with Telstra every every month until I got the year-long <laughs> thing. Um, it, it, I'm very nervous because there's no pricing yet. I'm concerned that they're well, going to announce the pricing and say, oh, and by the way, it's not going to be available till April whatever. It is, a, it is a week and one day away from release here in Australia. Now, I suspect that, Trevor, like thinking positively now for a moment, mm. if it was going to be delayed, don't you think they would have announced it by now? Or are they going to leave it within days of the release and then push it back? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that we still get it on time and I'm that they really announce hoping. pricing this week. I want to play with it for the weekend of the 26th and 27th. My wife is desperate for one. She got... I left my iPad at home today, and she sent me a text saying, you left the iPad at home. I said, yeah, you can play with it. No drama. She goes, don't be thinking you're going to leave this one for me. I want the iPad too. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how she sounds too. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm nervous about it. But here, here's the thing. I, um, I, I did... Before the iPad 1 came out, I spent a bit of time looking at... 
the, the, not the margins, but the difference between US and Australian pricing. I'm not going to bag Apple for their pricing. It's a difficult beast selling in Australia. We are a much smaller market. They have overheads here. It's never possible to have the same pricing, even with the dollar Absolutely. at parity. Okay? You've got to remember so, too, uh, Trev, that our pricing, a lot of people don't remember this, our pricing includes GST. The US pricing does not include sales tax. Taxes in the different states. Remember yeah. that. Absolutely. So that $4.99 price tag you see for the entry-level 16-gig Wi-Fi does not, I repeat, not include sales tax. Whereas our pricing, hopefully $5.99, Trev, for the 16-gig Yep. iPad 2 includes GST, so that's not too bad. So you and I are pretty pretty joint on the on the opinion that it's going to start at five ninety nine and go up to nine ninety nine. Oh. I've, I've uh, in my very anal way, I've gone through the process of trying to analyze all the pricing, and I've, I I predict um for the for the Wi Fi only sixteen thirty two and thirty sixty four gig five ninety nine seven twenty nine and eight forty nine. And yeah. for the three G Wi Fi, it'll start at seven fifty nine, eight seventy nine, and nine ninety nine. That's my, yeah. it's purely a guess. It's based but, on some basic calculations, but um, um, that's where I'm at with pricing. Absolutely, I and I agree. I think uh, we had this discussion a couple of podcasts ago when I was over there for the launch, and, when, yeah. and that was one of our hopes, that we hoped that our strong dollar would come to the rescue, make it slightly cheaper. Only $30 cheaper would, it's only $30 cheaper to bring it in under $600. Yep. But you've got to remember too, though, even at the original price, even at six twenty nine dollars for the, for the entry level, and even the level above, Yeah. You got to remember when the Samsung Galaxy Tab came out late last year. Nine that was the nine only nine. really competitor to it. Mm. It was nine ninety nine. Yeah, and the Motorola the, Zoom in the states is not not competitive on price. Absolutely, I think Steve Jobs made a point of this at the iPad yes. two launch, where in the past Apple have been criticised for. You know, I think one of the things he mentioned at iPad one launch was at a magical device at an amazing price. And a lot of people thought, yeah, good, amazing price. And it was an amazing price. Mm. And he made that point at the iPad 2 launch. Now, hopefully... Apple are listening to this very popular podcast, Trevor, and they're going to bring those prices slightly down because of the strength of the dollar. And Mate, I think it will get them. Wins. It will get them great publicity if they bring it out at five ninety nine. They can say Absolutely. it's cheaper, it's faster, it's thinner, one, it's cheaper, That's and it's a, available they, they, Friday. They won't be able to make them fast enough. And the queues at the Sydney <laughs> Bondi every store will be yeah. ridiculous because Prepare it's yourself. proven. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm not going to be in town today, but I look forward to seeing the footage and uh, hopefully playing with them on that weekend. So, anyway, fingers crossed. It's only. A it's only Wednesday. Fingers crossed we get pricing uh, by Friday. Um, yep. oh, I, look, I, even though I'm nervous, that's only that's just the the skeptic in me. I'm, yep. If if it's going to happen, which I'm really hopeful it will, we are going to we're going to see it in stores on the 25th. Interesting to see whether it's at 9 a.m. or in the afternoon, like it was in the states. Interesting. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be at eight bills, yep. mate. It'll be eight a.m. It'll be at I the think, Sydney store. That's my prediction. But look, I, I don't want to bet with you again, <laughs> Trev, because I've taken your money before on an Apple bet we had with the iPhone four and Telstra's <laughs> data plans. Yes, I don't want to take your money off you again. I've got a nice a TV wine, though, just as a reminder. Memory. But anyway, um, <laughs> geez, I've got a nice TV. Um, <laughs> the um, so uh, let's let's hold hope here that we get a, a pricing announcement on Friday, not on the weekend. I think they'd be smart to bring out the pricing by Friday, not on the weekend. That's just my uh, my hope. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, while still on the subject of iPad, yep. Trevor, I think this is a, this is a really cool app that's been released in the US. This mm-hmm. is a very clever move on the on the uh, the part of Time Warner Cable, which is one of the biggest cable companies, if not the biggest cable company in the US. Yep, and they've released a, a, an app which allows users, subscribers to their service, to view live TV on their iPad. 
Right. So hang on. Uh, is it? Just go back a step. Am it's I streaming via your Wi-Fi connection in your home? So is, you want to pretend, pretend I'm a Foxtel subscriber because it's Time Warner. Same thing. It's a, it's a okay. big cable company, right? Am I am I at home watching my box stream to the iPad, or can all my TVs and boxes be off in the house and I'm on the Wi-Fi? And am I streaming? Is this IPTV? This is this is an app that connects you via your via your internet. So the app the app goes back and talks to their servers and streams it through your broadband yeah. connection. So it's absolutely not reliant on anything in your house apart from the Wi-Fi. This is this is well, this is the information I have. I think we've seen an example with Foxtel who tap into now your Xbox 360. They can yep. also come in through the T box now. Wouldn't it be nice if this same thing could happen? And I think the only the only proviso is that you do have to also be a Time Warner internet because they're an internet provider as well. Uh, so you have to be a customer. Yep. So in the in the case, say we use the Foxtel example, the Big Pond, yeah, you'd have to be a Big Pond customer. Bring it on with the app. Now, wouldn't that that wouldn't that just change everything? You'd be able to watch TV anywhere within your network, not having to sit in front of in the lounge room or where the TVs are connected into into your India outlets. So I think this is the start of something huge if this uh, is introduced in Australia and around the world. You've obviously got a very big house. I mean, my house, I've got three (laughs) TVs. There's one upstairs, there's one downstairs, and one one in the man cave. I can't think of anywhere else I'd want to watch TV. But I I can imagine, uh, because, you know, we have have to sell. I've got another baby on the way. I've got to find another house. I can imagine (laughs) having a slightly bigger house and thinking just to be able to sit in the dining room or in the family room as opposed to the lounge room and just kick back and open up Discovery Channel and and stream it via the iPad. How good would it be to have the iPad 2 or the iPad 1? It'll work with the iPad running iOS 4.2 or higher. This Hmm. is the Time Warner app. How good would it be being able to watch the Mighty Rabbitohs go around, watch them live? uh, (laughs) You really want to go there after round one of the NRL? (laughs) Well, not not having to contend with my daughter who wants to watch Disney Channel when the Rabbitohs are playing. Fair enough. So no, no, it's a good solution. Point. Just quickly before we go, were you disappointed with the iOS 4.3 not having the multi-touch gestures? Well, I think there, I did see some vision on the of the iPad with a uh, you can download an extra app. Yeah, but I'm, to I'm not upgrade the code. Well, I'm not I'm not. It's like jailbreaking. It's not officially jailbreaking, but it's just a little bit dodgy. So it's not officially in the release. I think that's weird, but I think, you know why? I think they're saving it for either the next iPad or just the next big iOS release. Hey, I think but, it's a but great But how hard is it to press the home button, Trevor? But how, how this, amazing. This, this iPad that weighs you down so heavily, you want any, all the help you can get. <laughs> but how hard is it to press the home button? But, but think, Stephen, of the rumors that are that they're not going to have a home button anymore. Okay? Well, think about it this way. The, 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 the smart cover means you don't need to press the button to turn it on, right? Yeah. So think of a device, the next iPad, the iPad 3, doesn't have a button because you open the cover and it turns on, and you don't need a button because you can swipe to do it. But, but That's the home button go. brings you back to the main screen, though, Trevor. You, do, you will need a home button. I don't no, think they'll mate, do away with the home button at all. Four fingers up. That's what does it. Yeah. Four fingers up, four fingers down. No, sorry, not it's four fingers up. It's it's take five fingers and you and you scrunch them to the middle and it takes you to the home and it screen. It brings you back, mate. Yeah, it's well, brilliant. You know what? I'd rather press a home button. No, oh, you're a simple man. <laughs> we both are, though. That's why we are two blokes talking tech. And thank you to everyone. Um, a few emails, two blokes talking tech dot com. But a lot of people, mate, I've run into during the week uh, uh, that have. Um, told me we, they've listened to the podcast, really appreciate them taking the time and uh, sending it around their offices and things. So uh, we appreciate you listening. Tell your friends, and uh, we'll be back next week, mate. Yes, we will. Looking forward to it.